Hey, Lead the Gen fam. Welcome to season two of the Student Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We believe that Gen Z students can be incredible leaders in their homes, schools, and churches. And this podcast is all about helping you grow as a leader. Great student leadership is a result of having a great relationship with Jesus. So we also want to help you deepen your faith and understanding of God. If you love this podcast, please do us a favor and write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And don't forget to hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year. And be sure to share it with other amazing student leaders like yourself. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people do not have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to WorldServeintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now. Hey, welcome to an overtime edition of the Student Leadership Podcast. I am here in the studio with the rest of the uh, Lead the Gen crew. I got Jordan in the house. How you doing, my friend? He's good. I got Colin here. I got Caleb here. Um, Guys, great, great podcast episode with Diamond. And uh, students, if you're just jumping on this episode, we're going to unpack here a little bit of what Diamond talked about in her second uh, interview that we did with her. So if you didn't get that interview, if you didn't listen to that, you should go back and listen to that first, then jump back with us in this overtime episode. So guys, let's talk about it. Diamond talked um, a lot about this phrase that is, uh, if you have ever read any leadership books, you've you've heard of this phrase, uh, leadership is influence made famous by like the guru, the OG of leadership himself, John Maxwell, right? Um, but she talked a lot about how leadership is influence. And I, and I want to, so I want to jump right in be, um, to one statement that was made uh, in an episode. Cause she said that she said, we have to take back the narrative of what influence is. Um, and she was saying that in reference to what's happened in our culture, where culture has, has coined this frame influencers, right? Um, and it's based on, you know, followers and fame and social media platforms and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and really kind of this understanding in our culture, at least that like an influencer is someone or title given to someone or that they've earned because of fame or because of wealth or because of popularity or something like that. Um, and how that's a really shallow understanding of what influence is it. And, and honestly, not really even a biblical understanding of what influence is. So let's unpack that a little bit uh, in our conversation today. What is biblical influence and how do we take the narrative back from our culture that has tried to really um, make influence a, a, a famous thing. So Caleb, go ahead, jump in. Yeah. So starting off, I just pulled up the, the definition of influence um, from the Oxford Dictionary. Oh, there we go. This is a research paper here. I like it. Fancy. All right. And so here's what it says. It says the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something so when you think of influencers those people are having an effect definitely they're making you dress a certain way you're gonna use little words and phrases like valid valid yeet or lit (laughs) or stuff like that it doesn't really make any sense right or you're gonna do dances that they've been doing you're gonna listen to the music that they want to yeah but when you look at those people that you think of as influencers they're always 
surrounded almost by controversy, Mm -hmm. right? They're always surrounded by and kind of controlled by what other people think of them. Yes. Right? If they post something that people don't like, oh, they're not going to post anything like that anymore. They might even mm-hmm. take it down. They might take yeah. it down completely. They might apologize for it, even if there was nothing wrong, right? So those people are influencing you, but they're not doing it in a godly biblical way, right? So what I would say that a good definition of biblical godly influence is the capacity to have an effect on the godly character spiritual development let's go and christian behavior of someone or something right caleb rewriting the oxford dictionary over here on the podcast there you go so i would say you're doing those things right and you're not doing it in a self-serving way you're doing it to help someone grow closer in their relationship with jesus and grow in their character right yeah, yeah, I love that. Man, so the funny thing is, and I got to I got to be careful cuz I can't say anybody's names, but I had a few few people that I knew that got to that elite status blue check mark, okay? Oh, jeez. Yeah, Ooh. no, but it's like I I hung out with those people for a while and not just hang out with them, but get to see a little bit of what they do. And man, it's difficult because some of what you see, none of it is really about other people after a while. And I don't want to say everybody because I'm sure there's there's some like influencers or some people that genuinely are in it for the right reason. And for those two people, I applaud you. I'm, I'm sure there's more than two. I'm, I'm, I'm playing. <laughs> but it's really difficult whenever you watch like how they do things and you're with them and you see all of this. None of it's really about anybody else it's not about their followers it's about getting people to look at them and so much of biblical influence is not about getting people to look at us Ooh. it's about getting other people to look at god yeah it's not like and that's that's so much of the issue of like how can i get more likes how can i get more followers how can i get people to like me more so like those people that you knew that got the check mark you feel like a little bit they fell off they're like not the same yeah Externally, no, it sounds like it's it sounds like it's influence for the sake of gaining more influence. Yeah, as it's, opposed it's to self-serving. Inf- yeah, as yeah. opposed to influence yeah. for the sake yeah. of adding value yeah. to others. Jordan, I know you like okay. one to jump in this combo. Caleb, it's so funny. We did something very similar. So I actually I didn't look up the definition, but I was looking up um, synonyms to influence because if we're talking about like okay, how do we redefine influence? Can I just pause I know, here? All of our English teachers would be so happy right now <laughs> in this moment. I know. No, they would expect us to memorize the definition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would have to spell these words, and let me just tell you that would just never, never, never happen <laughs> oh. correctly. So, okay, couple couple words that I saw. If we if we want to redefine influence, uh, uh, another way to think of it is affect, and not like t- that would be like the verb version to affect, change to affect. That's another way to think of it to sway someone. But the one that I liked that they said was the number one synonym was the word impact. To make an impact. So it's not so much like, oh, I'm an influencer, look at me. It's actually, I'm affecting change around me. And and Caleb, I 100% agree that those, you know, TikTok influencers, yes, they are influencing us, but it's kind of a different way because it is impersonal. It's like passive influence. I'm passively letting the culture shape. This is how I should dress. This is how I should, but this is how I should think. I should use these sound bites. I should dance like this. But there is a more direct way to influence influence them. Life on life is what Diamond said. Yeah, I love and that so phrase. I think, I think that idea of, yes, there's all these influencers, but you can make an impact effect change. You can navigate people's lives with that life on life more than you could if you're just an online presence. Okay. So let's unpack that phrase. You took us right where I wanted to go in the conversation, Yay. Jordan. Way to go. Um, 
because life on life influence, right? Um, so here's the, I want to give a little bit of a a thought here. And I, I, I preach this way a lot when I was doing full-time student ministry to students. And one of the things I would always say when it comes to influence is you and I never really choose whether or not we'll be influenced. We only really choose who or what will influence us. Yeah. Wait, explain that more. I think I get it, but, but go into more detail. So all of us, will be influenced like no matter what, no matter default. what it doesn't. And it doesn't even matter what season, season of life you're in. You could be a student, you could be a young adult, you you know, you could be my age bracket, which we won't mention what it is, but, uh, valid. <laughs> okay. But you were all influenced, right? It's only, it's only really then a matter of choosing who or what will I allow to influence me. Hmm, right. So, probably so choose wisely then. Right. Uh, let me, let me proof text this Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. Um, he who walks with the wise will grow wise. Right. So, so th- that's choosing. I want to be around wise people. The end result is I grow wise. And then, but then he flips it and he says, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. So if I hang out with people that are foolish, then I, I potentially will suffer harm. Even if I'm not foolish myself. I'll just suffer harm because I'm hanging out with people that are doing dumb stuff. Yeah, right? that 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 seems legit. I think okay. I have a few stories. <laughs> you have some stories, oh, yeah, right? You're right. Right. Yeah, right. Good point. Yeah, right. So, and you spend a lot of time currently on college campuses, oh, so you yeah. see this. You, oh, <laughs> you see this all the time, right? So, but you're talking about life on life. So then, the the admonition from Scripture is: yes, you need life on life influence, but you better choose wisely. Ooh. Okay. So let's unpack that thought. How do we make a wise choice when it comes to who or what we will allow to influence us? What are some of the filters that you guys have used to kind of make those decisions? Uh, so whoever wants to jump in, I think Colin's like itching to jump into this one. Yo, I feel like we're all just scared to go to this one. Um, (laughs) okay. So Often what I'm thinking about with like what's influencing me is I'm thinking about the safe thing. So with influence in particular, that happens up close. We're not talking about something that's happening at a distance. Hmm. And we're talking about like the things that are genuinely close. And the word that always comes to mind whenever I'm thinking about this is like the things that I'm making myself vulnerable to. Hmm. And those things, I want to be really careful when I'm putting it in that context of like, do I want to be vulnerable around certain people? Do I want to be vulnerable about like how, like what, what's going on with my life, my struggles, my insecurities, mm-hmm. the real things that are going on in my life? Is it actually something safe? And you're using the word safe. I would, I would replace it with the word wise. Yeah. Is it wise? Yeah. You know, like, like, is it wise for me to have those friends or, or to, to be that open and transparent with those p- particular group of people, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not that I can't be friends with them. It just might mean I got some boundaries in place for what level of friendship I'm going to go to. Jordan. Okay. So here's where my mind goes. If we're going to be influenced no matter what, we need to make sure we're surrounding ourselves, obviously, with people that are going to influence us in the way we want to go. But I think naturally we always think of friends. Okay, I got to have good Christian friends or friends that, that that is very true. I just thought of this, though. You probably need someone older than you. Your parents are great, but someone older than you that's influencing you and where you want to go in your future. Yeah. So you probably need those people beside you to link arms with. But then also, like, I think so few students have a relationship of an older adult that actually knows them that they may even see once or twice a month that they can talk to about 
like you said, Colin, the real stuff, yeah. the the actual here's where I'm at. So I'm thinking, yeah, influence your, you know, bring friends alongside you, but also you might need to ask someone older than you to kind of speak down into your life a little more frequently than you do. Okay, so let's 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 go back to something that Diamond referred to in that episode then, because she referred to the, the not only the phrase life on life, but she referred to the the life on life impact of Paul and Timothy in the, in the new Testament. So you have the apostle Paul, um, and then you have Timothy, who's a, who's a young man, who's a young leader. Right. And so there is a life on life sort of relationship between the two of them where Paul very much becomes a mentor to Timothy. Um, and, and diamond pulled out that verse, um, from the book of first Timothy, first Timothy chapter four, verse 12, right. Which says, don't let anyone look down on you because of your age, Right, but set an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. That was Paul's admonition or his counsel to the young Timothy, saying, "Hey, here, here's the type of leader that you need to become." Right. So, let's unpack that a little bit because I think that that verse, in and of itself, could really become like a, a good life verse for a lot of young leaders, where they're less like, "Hey, I, you know, I'm going to set an example." And and Paul gives Timothy five specific areas. And where he needs to set an example, speech, conduct, love, faith, purity. So um, let's talk, let's try briefly, at least to talk about each of those areas a little bit. Maybe we can give some practical insight to students that are listening or to leaders that are listening um, because you're going to, you know, be influencing students. Um, what does that look like practically in, in some of those areas, speech, conduct, love, faith, purity? Yeah, I can go first. I can, uh, I can do speech. Um, the most obvious obvious thing is you're not going to use derogatory language, right? Cursing or slurs or, or, or things like that, that obviously are, are extremes, right? Um, but in some parts of our culture are totally acceptable and normal, yeah. right? And if you're not talking like that, you're kind of, you kind of stand out. But also what I would say is stay away from things like gossip, right? And talking behind people's back unless it's uplifting. Yeah, that's good. Right? You know, you can talk about someone and say, oh, I love that they do this. I love that they do this. That's totally fine. That's honoring to them. Yeah. That's lifting them up, right? But if it's, I can't believe this person did this. Yeah. Why would they do this? They are this. They are this, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff um, is not great. Another part that goes into like godly honoring speech is recognizing people for accomplishments that they've done. Or if you oh, saw good. someone who did something that you thought, oh, that was outstanding or just stood out, right? Oh, that was different. I'm really glad that you did that. You know, going to them and giving them a, compl- a compliment, right? And and building them up and saying, I'm, hey, I, I thought that was really cool that you stepped out and you talked to this person who who was alone or they were, they were down and depressed or, or something like that. Um, calling out the good that you see and bringing attention to it. Caleb, I love how you kind of like expanded beyond like the, the, like, just don't say bad words. Because <laughs> yeah. that's like such a narrow view of Quit speech. swearing. Right? <laughs> like, like you expanded us to help us understand, like, it's also like what you say about other people. Even if you say it nicely, it might still be wrong. Because well, positive <laughs> right? speech and is then, a good example. And then affirmation, yeah, yeah. too. That's huge. All right. So, Jordan, jump in on, on like these five here. What, what's one of these that jump out at you? Like, here's a practical way that we could set an example. Okay. Faith. Faith stands out to me because it's the most spiritual one. So it's like, hmm, what does this look like? Here's what I would say. 
You can set an example in faith to your friends and to your school by believing more about them than anyone else does. Come on. Seeing them as God does. Even the class clown, even the degenerate you sit with at lunch, seeing them as God does. The God-given potential in them, when you start to ask God, God, how do you see this person? That's going to cultivate faith for their life. And I, I'm telling you, I don't even need to say anymore, it will affect the way you talk to them, the way you treat them, the way you speak about them when they're not there. And that will set an example. This dude has some faith for our school and the potential that these people have. It'll, it'll, it'll also inform the way that you pray about them too. Oh, yeah. come on. Let's come go. On. Colin, jump in. Jar Jar over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> All right. So I'll go for the one that I know we are. Uh, I'll go for purity. Okay. Cause I know as soon as we hear this, every time I heard this church wise, I just heard like, yeah, don't look at porn. You want to be pure. Yeah. Like, that was it. But in in the spirit of what we've done with this podcast, the definition for purity. Get ready. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. All right. Three words. Freedom from contamination. Oh, mm. I, that is not that's a sermon. I know, but that's not how I think of purity most of the time. I don't associate purity with freedom. Yeah. I don't, I normally yeah. associate with purity with standard. Of uh, purity is a certain level that I have to live at, and the reality is that. We can't ever live at that level. That's the whole point of the gospel, that we're never going to be perfect. But as a leader, it's so important to try to keep yourself in a place where you're free from being trapped and taken into so many places. Oh, Colin and is popping I, off right yeah. now. Yeah, for real. But it could be porn for some stuff. For other people, Caleb, like you mentioned, it could be gossip. It could be so many different areas, and everybody's going to have their own thing that you have to put yourself in a place where you're saying— I am free from this and free from being contaminated in different areas of my life. Mm. Yeah, you, that's so you, good. Do you think that entertainment, we were saying everything influences us. Do you think entertainment counts? Like, do you think totally. that music and Netflix, because in Absolutely. some sense, yeah. All right, hear me out. In some sense, though, you're just like, I don't know, it's like mindless TV. I'm just chilling, doing my homework, listening to this. Does that actually really have like an influence? Like it can change the way we think. I think it does. I think it does. It might not directly change your behavior, right? It doesn't mean that you're going to go out cussing if, you know, there's, you're watching Netflix and a sex scene comes up. It's not like you're going to go out and do that right (laughs) now, right? But- it numbs you to the fact that it's Ooh. sin and okay. it numbs you to the fact that that's not the best that God has for your life. And that's not his intention and his purpose for you. Okay. Right. I, I think I agree with you. And then let me say this, then that affects purity. And also we we haven't said this one yet. Conduct. Right. If we really do believe that those things probably influence us, our entertainment, the the things we do, even if it's NBD, it's not, you know, it's not that huge of a deal. We can set an example in conduct because we believe that that might numb us. That's just where my mind goes. I, mean, I think of like, you know, a student, right? Um, I, maybe not a lot of kids listening to the student leader podcast, right? Are struggling with this, but you're going to high school, right? And you go to your first party in middle school and you're shocked that they're smoking and drinking there. Yes. Right. But by the time you get to 11th and 12th grade, you're like, like, oh yeah, that's normal. Yeah. Right. So even if you never partook, you never smoked, you never drank, right? You were, you were always the good kid, right? You still became numb to the fact that those things aren't God's perfect design and intention for your that's life. A really good example, dude. Yeah. yeah I never thought of it that really way. Good. <laughs> that's great. 
Yeah, I think with conduct in particular, it really comes down to consistency. Because I haven't heard this as much, but growing up, it was a lot of this idea that Christians are hypocrites because our conduct and our beliefs were never the same thing. Mm. And the more we make our conduct consistent across the board with all of these things, it really shows that we are leaders and we are close to God most of the time. Yeah. You know, I think Diamond mentioned that too. And she said, you know, be the same person all 168 hours of the week, right? That's consistency right there. And then I'll just say, you know, for love and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to break the trend and I'm not going to quote from a dictionary or Google right now. Sorry guys. Um, But I just, here's the slice I want to take. I want to take the slice that love is really one of the greatest forms of serving other people and putting others first. Facts. Right. And I think that's what Paul is trying to say to Timothy um, when he, when, when he's, you know, unpacking this and saying, yes, Timothy, don't let people look down on you because of your age. But the, but Paul's instruction to Timothy doesn't stop there. He says, set an example. And here's the five areas in which you need to set an example. And one of those being love. Um, that means I'm going to put others first, which is the the exact opposite, Caleb, of what you were saying at the beginning of the episode when we talked about how a lot of modern day cultural influencers are really more into influencing for the sake of themselves, mm-hmm. right? And it's for the sake of a paycheck or the for sake of, you know, I'm gaining more influence in, so that I can have more influence and I can do more with it and I can make more money with it and I can get more followers and so on and so on. So it's a very backwards form of influence when you define influence in a biblical concept like what we've been doing in this podcast. So guys, great, great conversation. Always love the overtime editions where we can just unpack real practically um, some of the content from... Uh, different people that we interview. In this case, it was uh, our second interview with Diamond D'Ampert, who's the lead pastor at the Freedom Room in Detroit. And so if you haven't uh, checked uh, out her church and her ministry, you can do that in the show notes. Uh, if you want to connect with any of us here in the studio, same thing, go to the show notes. Uh, you, can, you can see us there. We'd love to get a, a message from you, a DM. We'd love it if you'd give a rating and a review on the podcast as well. Who knows? Maybe we'll even give you a shout out. Um, but guys, thanks for being part of this conversation of the Student Leadership Podcast. And we will see you again, podcast fam. Thanks for joining us today. 